You are about to enter a great adventure. This is Starting from Gorilla. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Strutting from Gorilla. I am Mikey Cash, and with me, as always, is Big Vito. Big Vito, what's happening, man? Mikey Cash, how are you today? We're we're back. We're ready to rock and roll. Another podcast, another SFG episode in the books. I know, I know. I'm pumped. We got a lot to talk about. You know, today we're going to be taking a look at the first couple weeks of Big Papa H's regime. Uh, what the what the post Vince TV has looked like in WWE, what's working, what's not. We're also going to be talking a little AEW TV, why we feel like something is a little off, something's not really clicking. There are some things working, but we're going to talk about that. And we'll also actually touch on Impact. They just had a show over the weekend, Emergence. So we're just going to give some thoughts about that. You, you know Mikey Cash loves him a little bit of Impact. Uh, so... And we got a little Q&A at the end that we're going to do for you guys, too. We're going to try something new. Uh, and before we get into that, let me tell you where you can find us on the socials. On Facebook, at SFG Podcast. Twitter and TikTok, at from underscore gorilla. On Instagram, at SF Gorilla Pod. And our website is struttingfromgorilla.com. Feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcast. We'd all appreciate it. All right. So let's jump into it. Vito, I know you said you had something you wanted to get off your chest. And yeah, yeah. So not, not really something I wanted to get off my chest, Mikey, but more so, you know, I am a subscriber to Pro Wrestling Illustrated Magazine, which mm-hmm. as a kid, everybody loved. And it's back. That's right. <clears throat> and I get it all the time now. And some some magazines have been really good. Others have been hit or miss. But it's been great showing like, other pieces of the wrestling world and they do a good job of covering not just wwe you Mm -hmm. know um so this recent episode i want to say it or this magazine which is november i don't know why i'm getting november here in august but um regardless it's it's a poll it's a poll magazine so there's 50 questions in it and they poll not just like the publishers or you know um publicists but uh they also pull fans and uh wrestlers so it's a it's a pretty good um scale of what's going on and they had some pretty good questions on here and you know we talk about it here all the time uh about hey you know like what are people actually watching like is it just the honkies that like AEW? <laughs> um is it actually like better than wwe are more people excited to see it so what I wanted to do is just go through a couple of these things that I found pretty okay. interesting. And um, let me let me get into the first one here. Uh, I thought it was was really awesome. So one of the ones, one of the questions they asked is, which of the following streaming services do you subscribe to? And now it says check all that apply. So they could be multiple ones, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, let me ask you, what do you think is number one? Probably Netflix. Well, this is wrestling related. Oh, wrestling related? Wrestling related. Uh, So wrestling related, I would say probably Peacock. Yeah, you're right on. 68% of people are subscribed to it. No, Mm -hmm. no shock there. It's, uh, it's free. 
right? Yeah. And uh, for the most part, if you have Comcast and WWE is on it, and you have to have it to watch uh, the pay per views. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is New Japan World. It's called New Japan. Oh yeah, for streaming service. World. Yep. Yeah, twenty four percent. NWA Powers on Fight is nineteen percent. Oh, I'm IW- on that too. I got yep. that. IWTV fifteen percent. Impact Plus fifteen percent, and then none fourteen <laughs> percent. So that's a lot of more people that have none. I, yeah, to be quite honest. I, I was I'm surprised by that. Yeah, you know what? I would be willing to bet if AEW had one, that would be a little bit lower because I bet you a lot of the people on this mm-hmm. are AEW honkies like myself. So I bet um, I just found that interesting because you know we talk about it all the time. We're like, hmm, how much wrestling do people actually want to watch? Like, is streaming service killing, you know, programming on TV? Like, we talk about it all the yeah. time, right? Mm-hmm. And I just found it interesting. So 68% of the people that were polled at least watch Raw or, or WWE, which was pretty, pretty interesting. You know, I wonder, did in Hulu's not mentioned in there at all? Because they have a deal where Raw and SmackDown show up the day after. So it's kind of surprising. It could be the other, you know. Like, um, it is temporary, though. I mean, those episodes will be on Hulu for about a month. And then they get put onto Peacock. So it's sort of a, there's like yeah. a synergy there. It's also not like wrestling only subscription. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, the other one that goes along with this that we talk about, because we talk about how there's almost too much wrestling on yep. television. You get overload. Um, it says on a weekly basis, how much pro wrestling do you typically watch? Okay. Four to six hours, 28%. Mm. This is out of a hundred percent. You can't, okay. You can't yeah. check multiple options. Right. Right. Um, seven to 10 hours, 24%. One to three hours, sixteen percent. More than fifteen hours is eighteen percent, and then others for fourteen percent. So it's actually a pretty good mix. Like you'd be shocked. I would. I would be in the. If you were to pick that, what would you be in the realm of? I'd probably be between the seven and ten or fifteen, depending on the week. Right, but if you ideally had to choose, how much would you want to watch? Four to six. Me too. I would put that would agree. as a wheelhouse right there. I would I would I would agree with that. So I found that pretty interesting. But I mean, let's just say you watch Raw and you watch it in its entirety. That's three <laughs> hours right, oh, right there. Right. That's the beauty of, of Hulu, ladies and gentlemen. It is a <laughs> 90 minute version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's the crazy part. I guess they did this poll last year, and compared to last year's people are watching less than before and which i find really interesting yeah but what i find interesting is there's actually more quality shows available to watch with all these streaming services so you're getting more options but people according to this poll are actually watching less is it too much wrestling is it not enough quality you know over quantity like that's the question we ask all the mm. time here, and at least we have a little bit behind that, which is which is really really interesting. I kind of I like that poll, and I think 
you you said something just a minute ago there are more quality options so maybe people are being more decisive in what they're watching and just sort of sticking to that of you know what i decided that i really like new japan so i'm just going to stick with that and i'll occasionally maybe watch like a an aw show maybe that's why you're seeing that yeah there's a lot of options but people are kind of now being actual like picking and choosing what they want to watch whereas before there wasn't a lot of options so you just watch what was on yep nope you're 100 percent right um another one that i'm going to touch on i'm just going to go through a couple of them yeah I, yeah yeah keep going this is interesting yeah i thought i i figured this goes along with a lot of the stuff we talk about here at uh strutting from gorilla um <laughs> all right which of the following programs do you typically watch okay and then this one you could check all that apply so it's a little, you know, you could watch multiple things. You're not just picking the top one that yeah. you watch. Okay. Okay. All right. Here you go. All right. AW Dynamite coming in number one. All righty. 80%, 80, 80 percent of the people that took this poll watch AW Dynamite. That was number one. Number two, which I found interesting, SmackDown. At 59%. That doesn't surprise me at all. Me neither. SmackDown actually is a good show. Correct. Um, And then Raw was right behind it at 57%. Then, believe it or not, again, you have to keep in mind this magazine tends to be like several months behind. So uh, the next one is WWE NXT at 46%, (laughs) which I would be willing to bet if you polled people now. Like right at this moment, that would number would drastically drop. I just have a weird feeling because it's garbage. <laughs> Who knows? Impact Wrestling at thirty seven percent, and then AEW Dark at twenty nine percent. So where's Rampage? It's not even on the list. Wasn't on the list. <laughs> oh man, not a great move for AEW, huh? Now, again, maybe this was right around the start of Rampage. Not sure. But I mean, I, mean, I would it's been be on for a year. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't on here. Um, yeah. But the crazy part That's is weird. what I take out of this is that most wrestling fans are not just watching one mm-hmm. particular show, right? Because yeah. it's, it's a pretty decent mix. Um, so I kind of stand corrected then from what I was saying before. And so people are watching multiple things. I mean, I think yeah. of myself and I've, I, I've watched all of those that are on that list. Right. Right. Me too. Even begrudgingly dark. Every once in a while. <laughs> Do you? I've never actually it's, even watched it when, outside when of our show. first started. I did it and it was fine. And, that, and then like some episodes were like three hours long and it was just, I don't know. It's a it's a huge time commitment watching something that doesn't really seem to matter. Okay, and the last one, um, oh, actually, well, there's two more I want to do because this one is is pretty yeah. good. All right, oh, actually, there's there's I'll go through the next two really quickly, and then there's a third classic veto move. Well, but here's the reason why it goes into kind of what we're talking about here. Um, it says in general, do you watch your favorite wrestling programs live or after the fact? Example, DVR streaming the next day, question mark. Ah. <laughs> all right, all right. I see what you're saying. Let me ask you, what do you think the numbers are? So the options are live, 
later at my convenience or a mix of the two? And you can only choose one. What do you think is the later at my convenience? And okay. I think I think it's an overwhelming percentage. Okay. So live is the air. Twenty two percent say they okay. watch it live, which is kind of crazy, right? Yeah, Twenty two percent of people. Significant number. Yeah, I mean that's pretty crazy. It's almost and a then, quarter of the yep. people that have taken this. And then um, later at my convenience is twenty five percent. What? Mm-hmm. What? And then a mix of the two, because really um, that's yeah. probably what most people are going to choose. Yeah. Because you watch pay per views live. Oh, you're a son of a bitch. You got, you got me on that one. You got me on that one. 53% of people do both, which makes sense. That's probably so. no, more, you're right. That's more of the category we would be in. That's what I would choose. Yeah. What the, I I kind of feel like an idiot. You no. got me good. You got me good. Because at first when I re, when I heard that question, the only thing that came to mind for me wasn't even the pay-per-views. I was just thinking Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, and Rampage. I never watched those live. So that right. was like a big majority of my wrestling watching during the week. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I never usually watch that live. Right. So right. I, I just went with that. Wow. I was Samsonite. I was way off. Again, <laughs> don't take these numbers to gospel. I mean, in my opinion, I the most of the readers of this magazine are probably AEW honkies, right? Like, that's probably who that's. So, like, I like I, that I you're just... bringing the word honky back. Yeah, you know, I just I've said it three times. It's probably two times too many. Um, <laughs> okay, going quickly to the next one, and then we'll okay. get into the the main topic today. I, well, there's one more after that that I wanted to do. Um, <laughs> Are you just going to read the whole magazine? I probably should, but there's a lot of good ones in here. That All right, you get two more, with. and then we're moving. That's it. No, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's what I said. All right. In general, do you think there's too much televised wrestling to keep up with in a given week? Question mark. <laughs> mm. Great questions. I wonder if they've been listening to our podcast, Mikey. <laughs> what do you think the, the so there's three, three mm-hmm. questions. Oh, okay. Or three answers, and you can only choose one. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I can't get enough. Yes, I'm overwhelmed or not interested. <laughs> oh, shit. I feel like it's going to be, I, I feel like the main, the biggest percentage is going to be between those two. The too much and not interested. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say there's too much. Okay. Um, no, I can't get enough. 58%. Okay. People are rabid. So you go back to the other question where it was like, how many hours do you watch? And I mean, most people are between four and six. I mean, 50, more than 50% of people are between four and six and seven and 10. Right. That's a lot of wrestling in a yeah. in a week. And then you get to this one and 58% say, no, there's not enough. So, I mean, it kind of correlates because people are watching a decent amount per week. Mm-hmm. I mean, but okay. And then, yes, I'm overwhelmed at 37%. Yeah. And then not interested 5%. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I mean, obviously. I think I didn't choose that. Yeah. So it's. Uh, very very interesting there um and the last question which goes right into um goes right into our uh topic, topic today that. yeah um i have to find it i just had it here a second ago uh begin the countdown now 
It was actually uh, talking about the best storylines. Which promotion has the best storylines? I'm sorry, I had it marked here, and I, in between all of this, I. How could you uh, do this? You know, we're live, big boy. I know, I know. I don't know where, where it went here. Well, that's okay. Why don't we that's just right. go right into it? And when I find it here eventually, well, um, I'll I'll mash it back up. But let's let's get into okay. let's get into. Um, Speaking of storylines, yeah, the WWE. We're talking about your boy, Big Papa H, Triple H taking over. Right. It's the first few weeks of the real McMahon Helmsley era. Yeah, give me give me your thoughts. Art imitating man. life. Yeah, give um, me your thoughts. I actually, maybe I'm in the minority, but I think it's been great overall. I there is a noticeable change in how things are presented on their television show. I one of the most notable things that people. I think post about is all of these released wrestlers, the NXT talent that was released while triple H was basically almost dead have largely been re-signed. I mean, so you have to go to uh, Dakota Kai. She's one of my favorites carrying cross and Scarlet, and they're not coming back. And he doesn't have that stupid ass gladiator gimmick. They're actually giving him sort of the character that was a success for him down in NXT. And is they're actually presenting him like a real threat, which is really cool to see. So that's that's very encouraging. Dexter Loomis, which was a huge shocker for me. I kind of like that guy. And when it was black and gold NXT, I really liked like the thing he was doing with uh, Johnny Gargano in the way and his whole thing with um, the index storyline, like with with Indy Hartwell. I thought it was kind of cool. Uh they re-signed basically all they all of Hit Row except Swerve, who was in AEW. So that was really surprising to me that they would do that. So I'll, I'll be interested to see where that goes. Um, I think there might have been one or two other people that I'm just missing. But those are the big ones that from what I've been watching that have been really cool to, to see them back on on television. Uh, you know, what's what's kind of cool, too, is it's not only people returning but there's also return to form. And that's sort of what I'm seeing with the changes in Kevin Owens style, most notably for me. I mean, he beat the shit out of Ezekiel and it felt like NXT Kevin Owens where this guy takes no bullshit and he's a, he's a lot more focused and that, that it's just a different shift in his character where he can do comedy bits and things like that. But I think some of his best work is done when, when he's taken seriously and I was right before we recorded this morning, I was watching a little bit of raw from last night and his segment with drew was phenomenal. They had a really great promo together and there's just a fire in this guy. So I really appreciate what, what, what freedoms triple H is sort of instilling in the, in these wrestlers again, you know, Champa, he's finally kind of coming into his own. He's sort of finding himself again. Uh, Shinsuke, holy shit, him and Gunther, on SmackDown, dude, had a phenomenal... I keep using... I'm stealing your word. It it was a fantastic match. Um, and it was definitely one of Shinsuke's... Uh, I, it was like a return to form for him, too, to his like real strong style. I know I keep mentioning NXT, but that's 
one of the best ways I know them. And I believe that that was where they were the most successful. They had freedom to to really tap into who they were as a character and be authentic. And you're seeing parts of that come back. Um, So I really enjoy that. And, and even, you know, Shayna Baszler's doing that. Dewdrop's doing that. She might even change her name back to Piper Nevin, which I would fucking love. Uh, Hell, even Rhonda. She had like a, it was a short thing on SmackDown, but it was short and sweet. And maybe yeah. with Ronda, that's kind of what you got to do for, until she has a match. Yeah. So, I like I, it, man. I like it. I think you're spot on. And I think um, we have talked about this before. Um, but I, I just think it's like a shot in the arm for a lot of these wrestlers. Right? Yes. Like Vince has been around forever and, you know, he's a legend and he'll, you're not going to replace Vince McMahon. But I think times have, gone past vince mcmahon Mm -hmm. like times Mm -hmm. have passed him by and we used to say that wwe didn't listen to the fans right like we would all be craving something and it wouldn't go that direction and i'm hoping triple h tends to understand the fans a bit more i mean just in his work with 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 nxt my my concern and i i bet mango would agree is um what made WWE great and Vince's big thing was big guys, right? Like he loved big guys. He didn't really care if they wrestled all that well. And like, you need to find mix, right? Like you need a really good mix between the two um, because having those larger than life characters is great. Right. And it does bring ratings, but for us, we love the wrestling aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And triple H is a wrestling mind. And you can even see they've taken those banned words, some banned words off the, the list which is yeah which they've is been great. mentioning wrestling an awful lot even on that on that uh kevin owens drew mcintyre segment yeah. i just watched they said oh sports entertainment this and that we're two wrestlers in a ring let's wrestle and right the crowd ate that up yeah it, it's great it's I, I, it's it's, it's good refreshing. It's re- it's really yeah good. that was the word it's i was refreshing because these changes are not they're not huge that's the thing no. like, it's not like it's an uh, it's a unrecognizable show it's recognizable, but there's been some subtle tweaks. And I think in, that's probably the best way to do it because you almost want to ease the fans that don't that haven't watched those previous versions of those people or haven't watched AEW because there are people like that. You almost want to ease them to a little bit of this is what happens when you take some of these stories seriously. This is what happens yeah. when these people are taken seriously. And yeah even in their presentation, there's little subtle things. Like, you know how when someone's coming out, sometimes they'll show, they'll just almost like skip their entrance by showing a flashback video. Yeah. Well, now they do split screen. So I'm, I'm like, but that's like a little thing, but you still have the video of them coming out. And it's almost a sign of respect to the wrestler, right? Right. That they don't just get skipped over to talk about what's happening last week. Cause Hey, they have limited time. So they do have to get things in. I get that. Yeah. But th- those are, Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but those are little things that I've noticed even in the last three weeks that yeah. seem to be working really well. I don't know if you saw the video packages over the yes. last few weeks for the U.S. and the Intercontinental title. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's to me, and and I know that I'm probably just over exaggerating, but it, no, you're not. It, it re- I know what you're going to say. A sense of prestige to that title instantly. Yep. I, because they they actually they talk about the history of the title, what it means for the people that were holding it, and they weren't just giving the same like four people all the time. They're like Bret Hart, Stone Cold, Triple H, The Rock held the Intercontinental title. Like, no, I, I get that, but there's a huge 
laundry list of Hall of Famers and the guys that were so influential on the business that held that title. And the same with the U.S. title. So I think it was it was great. And the way they treat those matches, it felt important. And on, yep. on SmackDown, even on Raw, like they, they did, everybody got a legit entrance. Everybody got the, the, like the introduction to the crowd. Like they treated it as a special attraction. And I think going forward with Roman working a part-time schedule, you need to present these as something that are meaningful. So that when you don't have the championship on the line on a Raw or a SmackDown, you can have matches like this and people will still care. Yeah. And, you know, what's the thing we talked about all the time here about WWE? It's organic. Like, we need Mm -hmm. to feel like it's an organic thing. And by giving us something to look up to like these titles and those packages, it makes it feel like we can invest our time into it for so many years. They've just made us feel like we don't need to invest our time into stuff like that. And now you're they're They're building things up They're They're making it worthwhile. They're making it feel more organic rather than, Hey, we're just going to shove this down your throat, whether you like it a lot Mm -hmm. or not, you're going to like John Cena you're going to like Austin theory. I don't care what you think you're going to like him. And you, you, it's like, that is the mindset that people don't want. They mm-hmm. want them to, to like them naturally. Like, you know, you look at some of the people like Daniel Bryan, that was very organic. People just started liking him. They became so over like you need more of that, you know, mm-hmm. like let people like who they want to like and not try and shove it down your throat. And I feel like we're going to get more of that. Or, or if we're not going to get more of that, at least it's going to be presented in a way that's not insulting to us. Because that's what bothers me. You're no, you're absolutely right, dude. And be, because I, uh, in that like vein of it, in order for things to be organic, the wrestlers need to be set up for success and not to be sort of burdened with just bullshit gimmicks. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. And, and the people that are listening know what we're talking about. You know it when you see it. When Karrion Cross came out with that bullshit gladiator thing in the mask after a, a hugely successful run in NXT, everyone was like, what the fuck is going on? Where where did yeah. this come from? So we knew, I mean, we knew where it came from. But in order for things to become organic, these superstars having the ability to be their authentic selves again is going to help with that because they'll be comfortable. The crowd will know that they're comfortable. And at least there's a better chance for that to happen. Some for some people it won't, and that's kind of just the law of averages, right? Like that not everyone's going to get over. But I think this at least puts them in in a better situation. And something that I think helps get these wrestlers over is an understanding of their own character history outside of WWE. And they've they've made some subtle tweaks to that. They won't necessarily mention other organizations, but they'll allude to it. Uh, one thing that comes to mind is they mentioned Dakota Kai and EO Sky tag teaming. And for people that don't know, they both wrestled in, in an all women's promotion in Japan called Stardom. And they were a tag team there too. So they mentioned that they were, that they're familiar with each other for over 10 years. They had tagged previously in Japan. And it's little things like that, that, sort of almost reassure the viewer, oh, these people aren't just thrown together. They've known each other. And there's a reason that they're that they're uh 
in an alliance right now. That you mean a story has continuity and right like substance to it? Like, Holy like wrestling shit, crazy. canon is bigger than WWE now, which is <laughs> yeah. kind of not, like it's almost like when you talk about like DC and Marvel, right? You're talking about this extended universe, and people are going to be over here, and then they're going to be over there, and like I I think it's kind of cool that they're finally allowing a little bit of that to happen, and and I think Triple H is smart enough to know like people aren't stupid; they're gonna no. they know like. We're, we're not damaging our brand by mentioning that. No. No, you're actually crediting your brand by, Absolutely. Saying, by saying, hey, these guys came from here and look where they are now. Like, Absolutely. They're in the big league, you know? Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, I, I think it's been good. And I think it's going to take some time to see. I, 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 don't, I don't think it's going to be this drastic like no. overhaul. But even if just these small things um, get me to watch a little bit more, fine make me happy yeah. like make me smile papa h make me smile and he's doing a pretty good job so far yeah I mean, no he is it, they've done a really you know I, I think it was like two weeks in a row where raw and smackdown both had some nice little cliffhangers you know yeah. i kind of enjoyed that yeah. I was like that's it's been a while and like a true one like oh shit one yeah man. all right what's happening next week let's see what let's see what goes down yeah so, i'm 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 very curious to see how it all works out like i think it'll be It'll be yeah. great. I think overall, it's going to head in a better direction than it was before. There's going to be duds, but I mean, we're we're about to talk about some duds. Yeah, we're, I just we're about to I, cover some I, AW, and I feel bad. This is like the opposite, right? It's like it's bizarre weird. world, <laughs> weird, right? Like take this episode a year ago, and it's totally never would have thought we'd be doing this. But this is what you want in wrestling. You yeah. want these cyclical things. Like people are, you know, it's absolutely it's, it's, it's an ebb and flow for business. Mm -hmm. Um. So I found the poll, and this will go right into AEW. So, all right, all right. Uh, it says, on a weekly basis, which promotion do you think offers the best storylines? Huh. Wow. Great question. <laughs> I wonder when that poll was taken. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say, but I assume it was probably in June or something. Maybe May, April, okay. May, June-ish. I mm -hmm. would be willing to bet. The way that these publications have been coming out I, I tend to like i think the last episode was talking about like wrestlemania and everything so oh yeah the last not, i keep calling it episodes but uh issue um so on a weekly basis which storyline do you think offers the best which promotion do you think offers the best storyline uh so the options were aew wwe impact or others um AEW comes in at a whopping 56%. Mm -hmm. WWE, 20%. Okay. Impact, 11%. And then others, 13%. So, I mean, it makes sense to be completely honest with you at the time, a few months ago. I no, would it say. It was taken in May. Think about what was going on in AEW. I know that. Everything we're going to talk about, and we mm -hmm. mentioned on the last episode. But like it, it makes sense, and I do think AEW had better storylines. Again, I think the bar is just so low, yeah, that it, it doesn't take much to no. to, to get that answer. Uh, unfortunately, due to like injuries and contractual issues, I think unfortunately AEW has regressed a lot. Like we talked about on the last episode. Um, I, I just, I don't know if there's too much going on there. Uh, there's too many people and not, you know, I, I don't, I, 
it's tough. There's a couple factors that could mm-hmm. could go into this. Again, I'm still high on AEW. There's all is not lost here. Like it is still no. good. Um, but I just think there's some tweaking that could be done. I, I, I like Tony Khan. I just wish they had a mix of Tony Khan and someone who was a wrestler in there. Oh, like yeah. Cody Rhodes, you know, uh, <laughs> um, who would have thought that we'd be singing Cody's praises now that he's gone from AW and, and almost missing him in a way over there. I mean, I don't know how much he did on the backstage. I really don't. Um, but it, it something's missing over there. I don't know what it is. Uh, I really it's don't. It, it's just like, it's, their 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 thing that made them great was their storylines were decent. They had good rivalries that they built up, but like you're missing that right now. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like this open door policy or the forbidden door policy where instead of focusing on some of the stuff that's going on, it's just it's like short hits. It's like, okay, you have a feud with someone from Japan. Then you're back to another storyline. Then there's a CM Punk who's the champion, but John Moxley's the interim champion because CM Punk is hurt. And Daniel Bryan or Daniel Bryan uh uh why am I Brian Danielson? Brian Danielson. Wow, I'm losing my <laughs> there's my one mix up for the day. There it is. Um you know, he's like on TV, he's not on TV, he comes back, he's not like he's it, concussed. <laughs> where's Hangman Page? Like, where's Kenny Omega? Where's these guys? Where's Where's the tag team division that F like, how is FTR not like their biggest draw right now? I mean, they have three titles and they're not even the AEW champions. Like it makes zero sense to me. Part of me. I I forgive that one because I think there's something that they're trying to work towards and they're just waiting. Maybe it's like waiting for them to eventually wait. I don't know if it's for all out or one of their other big shows to eventually capture that capture the AEW tag titles again, but I'm really not sure. It, it's, I think, so you're, I think you're absolutely right. There's a, there's multiple factors to this. One of them that I tend to see is the roster is way too fucking big. I, yeah. it's Which huge. we, we warned. We, we, we were like, going to happen. We did. Because this is the, I can't believe I'm even going to mention his name, but this feels very Vince Russo to me where it's like, <laughs> We're just going to sign, we're signing these guys for another shot in the arm. Like we want that adrenaline from the crowd when this dude's music hits. It's like, oh, great. So-and-so is all elite. Watch them on dark. Like, come on, dude. Nobody, nobody, it's making it so that I don't care. I'm not saying people don't care, but I start just being like, okay, well, we'll, we'll see what happens with this guy. So I mean, Mike, to that, Mikey, to that point, let's talk about that for a second. okay, Okay. Let's do it. Let's talk about some of these guys that they signed and like if you were excited when they signed them and where they are now. All right, sure. Malachi Black. I was excited. As was I. What has he done? Nothing. Has he even wrestled? Like when's the last time he wrestled? So (laughs) uh, apparently he had a back injury and he didn't let anybody know until recently. It was some sort of Instagram post or something. But they're like, why not? Why not say why, why why are we not getting those reports from Tony, right? Why are we not getting these kinds of things like, hey, so and so is injured instead of him just being gone? Right. Like at and least if you have an explanation like that, 
I mean, think about it when you watch major sports. Well, where where's where's this player? Well, they're injured right now, so they're not playing tonight. Okay, well, let's keep an eye on him because we'll have like an injury tracker. Like, what's going on with with Malachi Black? He's just not there. Yeah, but what the hell is the purpose of this House of Black thing? Here's the deal, okay? Uh, well, th- is I have another point about this, but keep going. Here's the deal. I, I'm all good with these vignettes and all these cool mm-hmm. things, but they got to have some sort of freaking purpose, right? How many vignettes are we going to get of this guy that like have some sort of weird meaning, and then you don't understand it, and there's nothing ever comes of it? Like, what the like? What is going on with it? Like this House of Black thing? It's it it's what what are they? Is the real question? Is like what yeah. are they? You don't know, and it, that kind of is this guy's mo since he came up to the main card in general, even in WWE when he was Alistair Black in NXT. He came up with that cool entrance. He was a mysterious that guy. Is. He didn't really do too many weird vignettes that like. Had His promos sort of... were good, and they and were good, but there they were stories to what he was doing. It was like they were right. a bit more like subtle storytelling with him. He would use lighting, he would use, like that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and I, I just feel like the me- even if he's trying that now, it feels like the message is lost. Agreed. Agreed. That's how I'm seeing it, and and maybe other people are seeing it differently. And wait, wait, chime I don't off. Think so. I'm off on the socials for us, but yeah, I I just I struggle to see it sometimes. Yeah, and then Miro, like Miro oh. had a great run for a little bit, got hurt, then went and did his thing, came back, and where is he? What is he doing? Absolutely. Why even more have vignettes. Him on there? More yeah. vignettes. Yeah. Why even have him on there? And then you look at like Swerve and, and Keith, Keith Lee, Lee, which hey, there's a kind of like right now. So yeah, I'll talk but, to him on that. Yeah, but it, it just feels like they it, it's almost like they they got the titles because they were former WWE guys that should have had a title, never did, and like they should be excited because they got one here. But like I don't know, I'm not in love with that tag team. Like I think there's other people that are far more deserving of having those titles that are better wrestlers. I just are you saying I, it felt like it was just a tag team thrown together? Yeah, because that sounds like because Keith an Lee old can't problem. handle. Yeah, I know. But again, this is this is what it is, and then they they hire the the Brock Lesnar lookalike who, I don't know, I will see what happens there, but I don't uh, have much. I don't even. And then I don't even think about that. Pack, like does Pack? Where the Pac fuck feel, I didn't even know he was on the roster till recently, didn't and they, they created a whole another fucking championship. Remember yeah, that? I know. And then I don't even remember the name of the fucking championship. Is it an Atlantic title or something? Yeah, like transnational? Like what the fuck yeah. is it called? Like yeah. it's just he's gone. I don't know. Every yeah. once in a while, he'll show up as part of Death Triangle. Yep. But other than that, nothing. This is what I mean by the roster's too big, and it's starting to just, like, nothing's starting to make sense. Yep. Things are just getting thrown together. And I see a lot of people on the Twitter machine, especially, really try to, like, defend the storytelling here. And I just, I don't agree with it. It's not worth it to argue with these Jamokes online. But I think a lot, a lot of them are just, maybe they just... They're the honkies you're talking about, or they just don't they like WWE, are. so they'd rather not admit yeah. that like AEW is kind of fucking up right now. Yeah, but you know, you you were talking about House of Black, and so th- this was a point I wanted to bring up. There's way too many factions, way too many fucking groups. <laughs> yeah, it, like every other week, there's a group. If yeah. everyone, it, it, and if I'm supposed to care about a group, and there's and everyone's in a group, none of the groups matter agreed agreed none of it matters 
Agreed. They barely have a women's division set up, and now they're introducing a trios title. So now we got another division, <sighs> like a subset of the division. So it's gonna come to a point, Mikey, where every match on like, is a title match. Is a title every match. match is a title match. Every match. I I think maybe I'm I'm a little worn out with their shtick. Maybe that's what it is for me. Like the the shtick is we want to like pop the fans all the time. But when you're yeah. doing like you're creating an impossible standard. Yeah, you are. Every I mean, how many fucking like I was all right. Let me take it back for a second. I got too ahead of myself. I was like losing my words, so I apologize. <laughs> but months ago, back when they were still in the Thunderdome, do you remember the whole Army of the Dead thing that they did? The promotion yeah. that WWE yeah. did where they had the zombies and they yeah. got absolutely destroyed for that. Yeah. How many fucking shows has AEW put on that is absolutely tied to Shark Week or tied to some theme that TNT is doing? Or yeah. like how Can many I... times does it happen? And Can nobody I... says anything about it. So I, I agree with you. However, I need to interject on this one because I feel like AW is at the mercy of their Yeah. The channel. Because I feel like since they got bought out by Discovery or however that whole deal works, like there's been talks of like, is their contract going to be renewed? Like, is it yeah. worth them even having them? So they're probably just doing everything they can to make them happy. No, I, and, I, and no, I don't blame them for that. I'm just saying, you know, where, where it's, it, the, we as people tend to have agreed. selective outrage. Yeah, I know. So I, I think know. this is one of those cases. Oh, agreed. I, I a hundred percent agree with you on that. But for me, it looked like with WWE, it just looked like they were just trying to take the cash. Right. And for AEW, I feel like it's just them being like, it's okay. We're going to promote your TV. So keep us, give, keep our time mm-hmm. slot. Like <laughs> that's just, how I look at it, but uh, I, I agree with your point. Hard to really care. How many, if you're, if every week is some sort of themed show, like it doesn't really matter. That, this is what I mean. It's too much. Yeah. No, there's, I agree. No, I think... There's nobody saying like, take a step back for a second. Less can be right. more. Right, but like they they are legitimately taking the approach of more is more, which is what we used to sh- what we shit on WWE for. But like, guys, yeah. take a step back for a second. Yeah. They, they're doing they're falling into some of the same pitfalls that WWE yeah. has, and maybe yeah. that's just what happens with time. Yeah, it's been three years that they've been around now. Well, so the shine's kind of wearing off. Yeah, and the other thing is like, how many times is John Moxley going to bleed in a match? Oh my god, time. <laughs> It, it's just i it, it's like falling on deaf ears for me I'm like i can't yeah. like i can't react to it because it yeah. doesn't feel special when it happens every fucking match i i agree with you that's I, why i mean less is more every how many who's gonna fall through a table this week right <laughs> who's gonna who's gonna almost kill darby allen this week like although I, I would rather i like watch... darby allen that coffin match was good but it i would rather watch that I'm not listen. If I had to pick my lesser of two evils, <laughs> no, I would no, rather no. watch a little bit of blood than some of the god awful like backstage interviews that WWE is putting on on Raw. Like, with dude, some... AW has been no better. <laughs> don't I, don't kid yourself. They have been no better recently. Yeah, it's fair. It's it's fair. Um, I just think they've they've lot the the biggest people, the biggest stars they had when they were doing well are not even on TV. Nope, like. Kenny Omega, uh, yeah, uh, who else? Um, 
who was another big one? I mean, Jericho when we first started was was good. It was a perfect fit, right? Like yeah. he added credibility to the title. Didn't like his influencer gimmick. Thank God it's kind of sort of not maybe. As bad. I mean, he's been in multiple yeah segments every week. I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, I like Eddie Kingston. Uh, I do. I think he's that makes like, one of us. Yeah, <laughs> this really fucking drives me insane sometimes. He's your boy from Long Island. I don't care. He's still, <laughs> still, he'd speak of a whiny bitch. Sometimes he comes off like that. He does like, enough, dude. I get it. People wronged you twenty years ago. Let's fucking move forward. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. I um. I don't know, man. The, yeah. the biggest, the biggest glaring omission right now from their roster is MJF, and and they really missed out on a really hot angle. This feels like what WCW did with Bret Hart. You have this huge angle and it's, and it's rooted in reality. So people really care. And he, he gets squashed by Wardlow, whatever the the issues was, the issues were, but he gets squashed by Wardlow. He comes out the next night, pulls this crazy promo and then fucking radio silence. And then right after that punk gets injured literally that night, by the way, I know, I know he gets injured literally that night. And Danielson gets injured maybe a week or two after that. So now you got your two bigger guys. Omega's out. And for some reason, like, Hangman's not in the picture again. Some of the other guys that they were trying to bring up suddenly are, like, back down on dark or just kind of middling around in in whatever AEW's version of a mid-card is right now. But they they just... Well, let's insert Jericho. Yeah. Everybody will forget about it. You can sing to his song. And <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. And... and I, I guess maybe I've I've I reserved the right to change my opinion, so I'm changing my mind. I pay MJF at this point. You had so many injuries, you need to fucking follow up. Yep. You you had this red hot angle, and quite frankly, I think it hurt Wardlow. I think they needed more than just that one match. You need they did. I, I think in wrestling terms in general, you need a little bit of like a trilogy. So like now you have that big match, he blew him up, and then you can have like an another match where maybe mjf wins and then you maybe have like a cage match or something whatever but like you have like the blow-off match and it's like now wardlow's officially done with mjf and they'll kind of go on and do their own thing like wardlow's kind of just without a a real direction too because you gotta have so here's the deal there's there's nothing was mjf we we talked about mjf left last episode i'm not gonna harp on it but mjf was by far the best heel in the business like yep. it wasn't, there was MJF and then, you know, everybody else like mm-hmm. it, it. And, and when you have a good heel, they make a good, they make you a good baby face. And yep. Wardlow was reaping the benefits of that. And now you don't have that guy. And the great, the greatest part about MJF is that he would come on and even his segments where he wasn't wrestling 90% of the time, he wasn't even wrestling on dynamite. No. But he gave such a great promo or he'd mm-hmm. come out when he came out, on that like uh procession where he was like on the yeah. king <laughs> yeah it was almost like, like macho king those but... those things go such a long way that people don't even understand and it's not everybody that can do that if they could everybody would be an mjf you can't yeah. you gotta have yeah. a special person and he was killing it and unfortunately i don't i don't know who to put the blame is... on in that one but well i, I mean i think it's probably on both of them to a degree yeah. Yeah. we'll we'll never truly know what the details are of all of that but no. 
All right. Well, let, let, because we've been shitting on impact for a minute. So I want to talk a, at least briefly about what is working because there are yeah. some bright spots. One of them, I believe, is Jade Cargill. Yep. She's killing it. Yeah, I think she they're, is. They're building Doesn't wrestle up. enough. Well, uh, did you watch her match recently with Madison Rain? No. So, well, a, a sidebar, Madison Rain actually just came on to AW yep. and got signed as one of the head coach of the women's division. Okay. So, I think that's a really good sign. I like Madison Rain. She, has, she does really good work in the ring. And her match with Jade was, was really great. There was a, it was a real good back and forth. Madison Rain was very methodical in how she broke down Jade. It was one of the first times you kind of saw Jade struggle in a match, and I really enjoyed that. And it was a, it, it came off like a real challenge, and was a testament to the the status that Madison Rain carries in wrestling. So I, I'm excited to see where she goes from there. Um, I think Jade will continue to get better. I know she's training with Brian, and now it seems like she's going to be training with Madison Rain too. So I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, I have my issues with the AW Women's Division. I don't need to get into that today. You guys already know about it. But uh, yeah, I, that's that's my one bright spot right now. And maybe I don't know how about you. What's your what are you seeing that you feel like is kind of working in AW? Um, I mean, look, all is not lost, right? No. Like we're picking nitpicking. We're, we're, yeah, stuff we, that... this is what we do. Yeah, I, I think they'll figure it out. I, I just think the, the excitement from these unknown guys to build a name has worn off because these WWE guys came in and it's like, well, they're getting all the limelight. I'm working my ass off here. So that that work ethic that you saw to make things great mm-hmm. has has faded. And then they need to get that back, Sure, right? Sure. And I'm not saying it's all lost in any way, shape, or form. You start burying the homegrown guys that you have to these WWE guys, and that's what's going to happen. And you could sprinkle a couple in here and there and it'd be fine. But it's just like, it, it's not working. That dynamic isn't there. Um, it's like when WCW got bought by WWF and they brought these guys in from WCW and it was like, okay, the, the locker room dynamic isn't there, just there. And that makes a big difference in this sport. Like it really does. Um, one thing I'll say that does work from, from AEW's perspective is their announced teams. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know they're older guys, like Tony Schiavone, JR. Excalibur's fantastic, dude. Like, he might be like the best. Lot. He might be the best play-by-play guy out there, right? And, and even Taz. But you bring in these guys, and that tells the story. And even you can have a garbage storyline, and these guys can help make it even a little bit better. And JR is just the best, and he's past his prime by far mm-hmm. and probably shouldn't even be doing it anymore but it's still great to listen to these guys call a match and um i think a lot of people can learn from them and and i think that's something they do well the mark henry big show thing can go pound <laughs> sand for all i right. care like, i'm fine uh, i'm fine never hearing either one yeah of them. but but let's 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 switch gears i know you want to talk about impact i do i do and then we have mail time we got some questions from the fans that we want to ask let's so. do it uh all right so the emergence pay-per-view from impact was this past weekend and i and i just felt like we don't give impact enough love on here or i no. feel like in the, the wrestling world in general they don't get enough credit for what they do i've i, I have really come around on impact in the last year I, I signed up for impact plus and i started watching some things and they have a really good 
sometimes their their interface is actually better than Peacock, where it's a little easier to navigate, and they have a lot of great collections of matches. And I was just kind of working through that. Their knockout stuff, things from like the 2010s, their early impact days. And, you know, this this show recently I thought was really well done. You know, they have like a smaller fan base, but it's a very devoted fan base. And they'll go, they go along with the story, if that makes sense. Like they're, yeah. they're, they, they're not going to try to shit on things. They're not trying to make things about themselves. We're just, we're here to watch the show and we'll, we'll respond to the show. What are you giving us? And the poll you mentioned before kind of surprised me because I do think Impact ha- does a good job with their storytelling. Yeah. I think it's linear. Their backstage segments don't, don't last too long. They don't overstay their welcome. There isn't a ton of in-ring promos. There's a lot of just in-ring work. They come in, they, you know, they're telling the story in the ring and the wrestling is really good. There's a lot of guys in there that I think can make a really, for lack of a better term, really big impact on the world of pro wrestling. One of them is Speedball Mike Bailey. I thought he had a phenomenal match and and I think it was like the kickoff show for them and really like him. The crowd is really into him. He's just got, he's got a cool style. And, and he feels like he's sort of organically getting over with the crowd. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll tout this till uh, I'm dead, but Impact it has the best women's division in wrestling. Yeah. Bar I none. Be, I Bar believe that. None. They are able to give right them more time. There. They're right up there when they do it well, but Impact has consistently presented their women's division in a powerful light. In it doesn't feel like we are trying to tout us as some sort of revolution or anything like that they're just like these are the women we have on the roster and just watch them just watch them and they have so much creative flexibility it seems and 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 i think that's the best way to do it there you can tell that the backstage is sort of hands off with them like you do do what works go out there and test some things out and and that women's division kills it every time yeah no so um i haven't watched as much impact as you have but i did watch rick flair's last match and So here's the thing about that. I know how much we talked about it. We're like, this is stupid, blah, 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 blah. I, I watched it because I was curious what the beginning matches were going to be like. And I got to be honest, they need to do that more often because what they did is they took all these promotions and they had different matches from within these different promotions. And mm-hmm. it was awesome. It was like WrestleMania with different promotions. They took some of their right. better people, put them on there and they shine. Like it, it was it's kind of what a WrestleMania could be, right? It, they should do it more often. All the different promotions. That's like a super show. But here's the deal. They wouldn't have been seen if it wasn't Ric Flair's last match. So you can, you can say all you want about Ric Flair and his last match and whether he should have had it, shouldn't have had it. However, it was garbage. It doesn't matter, but it brought eyeballs to these guys and women that maybe it weren't seen before. And I got, I really enjoyed watching them. There was a Lucha, a triple a match that was just off the charts, man. And there was a, um, uh, there an impact match? There was uh, an impact match between, um, oh, the Uso there. Uh, he's not a Uso, uh, Fatu, uh, Rikishi's son. Uh, I forget his name. How he's not on WWE or AEW is beyond me. Mm-hmm. Um, they put on this great match, and I can't even think of the two people. Uh, That's all right. That's all right. Yeah, I think but, it was Joe 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 Fatu. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and, dude, he was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like he was like a a skinnier version of Umaga. Like that basically okay. is the best way I'll to take put it. it. Um, 
and he was facing a guy who was in WWE and I can't think of his name at the time, but he wears like wrestling gear. Um, and he's the champion and they had a title match, which was really good. Oh, it Josh was... Alexander. Yeah, yeah. 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 And dude, it was a great match. Uh, and then DDP came in at the end and uh, dude, it was great. It was yeah. really good. Yeah. It was well done, yeah. but they had, they had every time they went to a different promotion, they had different announcers come on and they had like the announcer from that promotion with yeah. Tony Schiavone. And it was really cool dynamic to see. Um, yeah, I, I could imagine that. I loved when the, the Lucha wrestlers came on because the guy comes on, he goes, I don't think you guys are ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Dude, it was awesome. And, and, you know, the thing I'll say about Ric Flair's last match, just to wrap it up and then we'll get into these questions. We might be go over time a little bit here, that's but fine. that's fine. Um, his match in general, didn't think it should happen, but I will give Jeff Jarrett credit because that man came out and somehow turned into like heel number one, mm-hmm. like just motherfucking the crowd. Like, dude, you would have thought it was that... 1999 again. Yeah. He killed it. I give him a ton of credit because the match was centered around um, Andrade and uh, who was the other one in the match? Uh, but, uh, I don't know. Macho, I didn't watch it. The Macho Man oh, guy. Oh, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. And they did a good job. And um, I mean, it ended fine. But uh, I, overall, I was pleasantly on, surprised. Man. I, I don't know if I can bring myself to watch the match just because I fine skip Ric Flair skip Ric Flair, Flair but, but watch all the stuff before there was a women's match it was a triple threat match for the title um uh was it Impact yeah it was the it was the Impact title who's the champion the big strong girl oh Jordan Grace yeah and it was a triple threat match and it was really good mm-hmm. um so it just shed some light and actually uh. Karrion Cross was on there and he faced... Oh yeah. That was like right before he showed up on yeah. SmackDown that week. Face. Um it was a pretty good match. Oh, it was uh someone's son. Um, it wasn't someone's kid in wrestling now. Yeah, but oh man. Oh, uh British Bulldog. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Pretty, oh, that's it was, a, cool. it was a good match. That's awesome. a good match. Yeah. So anyways, um, let's move on here. But let's uh, uh okay. So our our segment. It's gonna be a segment. So, that what we're... so yeah, so basically we put out uh a feelers to see, hey, ask us any question. We'll pick a couple out of the mailbag and um questions for me and Mikey. I took a couple that were for you, Mikey. You took a couple that were for me. Let's just do two each, make it simple. Yeah, uh, we're running short on time here. Um, so pulling one out. Mm-hmm. Mikey Cash. Yep. Marry, fuck, kill. Oh. European European Championship, 24-7 <laughs> title, or FT, FTW belt? Uh, I would kill the European Championship. Uh, I would I would fuck the twenty four seven, and I'd marry the FTW. Okay, why? Why you, would you? So you actually? I went. Were... I went beyond. I went way out there. I went way out there with it. I just went with my first instinct. My first instinct says we need What's... to kill the European title. What What was wrong with the European title? 
I I just feel... you think that's better than the twenty four seven belt? I didn't say like I wouldn't kill the twenty four seven afterwards. I just twenty four seven seems like a fun time, right? You know that sure. I, I'm just going sure. off. Listen, I I don't really. I wish I had logic for why I felt the way I did, but I'm just giving you my impulse. My impulse. Okay. Is to kill the European title. I'm gonna bang the twenty four seven. We'll see where that goes. And but I would totally marry the FTW championship. Okay. I think it needs tender love and care. Fair enough. I want to thank uh, Vince Knows Best 24 on the Twitter <laughs> machine for for posing that question. That was a good one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. So I'm, I'm going to give you this question from Shiki Babe. Is what one match stipulation would you like to see brought back in pro wrestling? One. Um, ooh, that's a really good question. There's so many good ones out there. Um, I was a big fan. This one probably wouldn't. I'm going to give you a two-part answer, of course, because that's what this I is, I knew you were going to do this. Because one is not politically correct, and the other one is uh, probably more likely to come back. So I'm going to go with Brian Panny's matches. Love I was, was going to be Panny's Carson match. for a minute and be like, what but that's, match was Vito going to bring? That's in? like 13 to 16-year-old Vito, and I that's what I would do. Right. Uh, but in reality, what I would like back, and Vince Russo would love this, but I love the, like, anything on a pole match for some reason. I just yeah. really love those. Yeah. But it was just overdone with him. It would have, like, pink slip on a pole and, like, you and know. they have that with, was it with Disco Inferno or something? And they had, yeah. like, somebody's mom on a pole match. It was, like, yeah, some something. weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> Those those would probably be the the, the stipulation. But that's a oh, great okay. question. Oh, thanks, thanks. All right, what's yours? All right, this one is from the Underwear Taker for Life, and his question was, or it could be hers actually. Um, would you rather wrestlers have fingers for toes or toes for fingers? What the fuck? <laughs> hey, I I you know I just I, read uh, the questions. You know, I would say. The, what, all right, say the question again. Would, okay. would I rather would you, would have you, toes Would you rather wrestlers have toes? yeah, would you rather wrestlers have fingers for toes <laughs> or toes for fingers? <laughs> I'm going fingers for toes. I feel like you get some really cool aerial moves from that. So that's that's a fair point. And that's what I would have gone with too. I'm just thinking I mean, of think strategy. About, yeah. Right? Think about like the, the backflips you could do with that. Right, because like, you're basically doing yeah, you land on the pants. And the balance. But I mean, also, if you had toes for fingers, like slaps, oh, man, that would be... It's like getting hit with a club. Yeah. Oh, phew. Yikes. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Good good question by uh, Underwear Taker. Uh, all right. So my question is coming to, uh, to us from Jay Cabron. Uh, and he says, where does the Lesnar tractor incident rank in terms of ring destruction we've seen throughout the years? Um, I would put it up there in probably the, the top three. And he's been involved um, with like two or three of them himself. Yeah, well, I was going to say my number one is when he slammed the big show and yeah. the ring just collapsed. However, like if we're go being realistic here, Yokozuna really has the most organic ring destructions because literally the ring broke because he was overweight. Like when Correct. he... <laughs> and it wasn't just once or twice. It was multiple, multiple times. times. Multiple yeah. times. So I, I would put it up there in the top three, but probably put Yokozuna up there number one, just because they're real life incidents. Um, yeah. Do you remember you know, when a Big Show choke slammed Undertaker through the ring? 
That was one of the coolest. I do. He like took I him do. from the top. That I, I that just stands out to me. Speaking of ring destruction. Yeah. No, I do. Do you do you have? You know, we went through these kind of quick. We could probably do the third question because we originally picked three. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. So I'll give you the the third is from um, Brett's fart nine twenty seven eighty two, and he said or she um, would you rather be hit with a kendo stick, steel chair, ring bell, or garbage can? Steel chair, ring bell, garbage can. Kendo stick. I'd probably go with the ring bell. I just want to hear the noise. Oh, that's a good one. So you're about the... I'm kind of about like the show of it, you know? Okay. So I see for me personally, like if I'm picking it, I would Mm -hmm. probably go garbage can because that seems like it's going to do the least amount of damage. Uh, Um, Kendo stick would definitely be the least. I've heard... be the most painful. (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm all set with that. But I like your point about the ring bell. It definitely has the best impact. Like Right? Uh, yeah, that's a great point. Dude, how many times you've watched somebody get hit with the ring bell and you'll hear a little like ding? Like just I know. It reminds yeah. me of no mercy when you used to get hit in the nuts. Right. Or like when you would use it like two or three times and it would disappear, and then you have to press the top button to go back over the crowd and pick out <laughs> yeah, something new. And sometimes you just get the same thing over and over again. <laughs> I used to love when they would make the hands like there was yeah, nothing there. They're like, I don't know. I'm going to lose. Oh, my Great God. point. Great point. Uh, Great point. All right. This last question. Uh, where is it coming from? Uh, uh, Jay Auber. Jake, Josh Auber. Uh, Jay Jobber kind of oh uh, wow yeah wow. pre-attitude era what was your favorite wrestling storyline and why pre-attitude era what was my they, favorite they must wrestling? know you and know that you would have immediately just gone to the attitude era and needed yeah to that's gonna remember it probably would be um the million dollar man versus irs i just thought it was a great uh really i mean you know maybe the 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 feud wasn't the best but like the concept behind it was always really good you know how come i don't remember this at all because it wasn't really popular it was sort of an underrated storyline for like well, well, how did it because they were tag team for a while weren't they yeah but then they Money broke game. up oh but didn't they break up i forgot about that am i making this up maybe i'm I making mean, this you up. might be making it up but like you believe it's real so i believe you I thought they broke up and they had a, a thing. I think we need help. Uh, Jay Auber, if you can get on the Twitter machine and well, confirm well, this for us. Okay, I can go with a different one, but what would yours be? If it was pre-Attitude Era storyline, I would say the story leading up to WrestleMania 7 with Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man with the retirement match. Well, I don't remember that one. Yeah, man. And, if, and at the end time. of that match... Like Macho Man hit Ultimate Warrior with like five or six elbows, and then Ultimate Warrior just popped up, just no sold, and he beat him. And it was like it was didn't he no sell everything? Yeah, he no sold everything. (laughs) Okay, so Ultimate Warrior wins that match, and now Macho Man has to retire. And during that whole year, he had him and Miss Elizabeth had broken up, and he was teamed up with Sherry, and he like they finally reunite at the end. Like she comes in and like, everyone's crying. Like I, when I watch it again, every once in a while, I'll tear up. It's just such a feel good moment to see them one last time, just reunite. It's a beautiful moment in pro wrestling to me. Okay. That's fair. 
and it makes fair. up for how shitty that main event was with Hogan and Sergeant Slaughter. Whoa. Okay. Shitty is a very harsh word for I'll that. I'll stand by it. That's I didn't fair. like it. That's fair. See, I don't, that's a really tough question for me because like pre attitude era. Yeah. We were like, kids. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think I really started getting into wrestling until like slightly before the attitude era, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I'd have to really think about that one, but, but, uh, yeah, no, yours was a good one. Yours was a good one. Thanks man. So, Hey, listen, Thanks. we want to thank every, we want to thank everyone for submitting these, these questions. And if you have questions that you'd like us to read on air, shoot us a message on uh, the socials, you know, Mikey read them at the beginning of the, the, the podcast. Um, but make sure you, you, you send them in and we'll, um, when we get enough questions, we'll, we'll do this again. I thought that was great. But I'm glad yeah, to know. I'm glad to know that you would fuck the 24 seven title belt. That's great. Yeah. Talk about unexpected, right? Yeah. Never, never know that. where it's going to go. Well, all right. So we're just about out of time. Do you have any last thoughts, Fido? I got nothing. I already talked about Ric Flair's last match. So right. make sure you check it out. If you want to skip past the last match, do it, but check out everything Fine. else. Well, uh, another great episode in the books for us. We'll be back soon with another great episode for you. So until then, keep on strutting. We now return your perception of reality to you. Until next time.